Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here, and, well, if you're new, hello. Welcome to this podcast, Late Night Sprites, helmed by yours truly. There's other content that I'll tell you about at the end, but we better jump right in. We gotta go fast. We are talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. At the time of this recording, the Sonic movie is not far away. It is fast approaching, no pun intended. That being said, before I talk about the second movie, which I will be doing a weekend of spoiler review and non-spoiler review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, well, I better talk about the first movie. And the first movie has been out for quite some time, since February of 2019. So, spoiler alert. I'm not going to do a non-spoiler and a spoiler for this one. I'm going to just talk about the movie as a whole and have some vague spoiler moments that stood out to me. So, spoilers ahead for this movie. If you are interested in watching Sonic 1 or interested in Sonic 2 or you saw those fuzzy Xbox controllers and are interested in the movies all of a sudden, then here's your warning. If you want to see Sonic 2, I highly recommend watching Sonic 1. From watching the trailer and watching the first movie, they are inherently connected. There is a lot of winks and nods and characters carrying over that you will appreciate more if you watch the first movie. And I'm going to dive in and talk about it. But on top of talking about the Sonic movie now, I will be talking about a Sonic game or two leading up to this movie because this is a celebration. For me personally, this is a huge milestone. This is the first movie I will be seeing in theater since, well, the last Sonic movie. The last Sonic movie I saw, well, the last movie I saw was Sonic 1 in 2019. Since then, a string of life events and, well, not wanting to get sick, I ended up skipping a lot of movies, even if it meant taking very, very long waits in the case of Spider-Man and Shang-Chi, which I still love both of those movies. Also, movies like Black Widow, Raya and the Last Dragon, and etc, etc, I would have to, or Free Guy, and so on and so forth, I would have to wait for them to be released on digital platforms so I could finally watch them in the comfort of my own home. On top of that, I was able to see some new movies last year, and I thoroughly enjoyed them and really loved seeing them. Those movies mainly entailed those day one releases on Warner or on HBO Max, thanks to Warner Brothers' deal with them. Movies like The Suicide Squad, which is definitely not family friendly, and Space Jam 2, which is definitely family friendly, but it's a little bit of a rough watch. That being said, um, I didn't get to see any movies in theaters yet, so my last one was Sonic 1, and my second one is Sonic 2, but it's been a while since I've seen Sonic 1, and I recently re-watched it. Does it hold up? Is it really funny? Was it worth it just because the movie had Sonic in it? Yes, and yes, and of course. This movie is still really good. It has your typical family movie trappings. It has flossing. It has jokes of the times. And it has Sonic farting a couple times, as well as flossing. But this movie also has fantastic acting, 
great comedic delivery and a lot of heart. This movie gives Sonic a different voice actor than that of the games. Ben Schwartz steps into the red sneakers of the Blue Hedgehog, and he brings his own kind of amazing to the role. He isn't trying to be Sonic from the games, he's trying to be the character, and like how the character has been voiced by many voice actors before, Ben Schwartz fits right in, and he works. He does fantastic in this movie, but he's also accompanied by James Marston as Donut Lord. Yes, I know his name is Tom, but Donut Lord. Tika Sumter as Donut Lord's wife, Maddie, and Agent Stone, and Maddie's sister, and Wade, and Crazy Carl. But unlike something like Sonic X, the human characters don't take away from Sonic. They add to him because the movie knows to focus on Sonic and still, you know, have him be the main driving force of his movie. And no one else balances off of Ben Schwartz's Sonic with the same level level of energy like Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Carey committed to the role 110%, and his delivery is fantastic. He is comedic, he is funny, he is evil, he is the villain, and it is great, and he is crazy. And Agent Stone balances off of Eggman so well, because even though he's Eggman's assistant, not only does he have good comedic delivery, but he is just the perfect foil for Eggman's insanity. Maddie's sister isn't in much of the movie, but she gets quite a few laughs. Uh, John Marston is Tom, adds a great performance. Tika Sumter is Maddie. Both of them are great. They are, you know, wonderful characters who support Sonic, and they're good-hearted people, and they have great deliveries. Every character who has a comedic moment lands it. Not every joke lands. Again, there's fart jokes in this movie and Sonic flossing, but the witty dialogue just hits constantly. I mean, there are so many moments, whether it's Eggman and Tom going back and forth, Tom and Maddie, Maddie's sister commenting on the situation, Eggman and Agent Stone. Even when Sonic isn't on screen, this still feels like the Sonic movie. This doesn't feel like, for example, the Tom and Jerry movie, where every time humans were involved, it felt like Tom and Jerry's plotline got stolen from them. No, they feel like they are advancing Sonic's story in the best way possible. This movie is comedic, also has a ton of heart in it, and it is really fun and super funny and really great. I personally love this movie. It's a great family movie. It's really good. It has jokes that people will appreciate, and it's got jokes that are just really well done. But there's more. This game... Well, this movie has references to the games in the best way possible. They use music from Sonic Mania. They use Green Hill Zone, a piano rendition. They live in Green Hills. Um, On top of that, there's not just the music, but 
the references to the memes in the fan base and there are so many great moments but they don't take away from the movie there are tons of easter eggs in this movie echidnas are in this movie and this was foreshadowing that knuckles would end up showing up there was a reference to Mushroom Hill in this movie, where Eggman gets stranded on a mushroom planet, and the mushrooms very much remind me of Mushroom Hill. On top of that, there are just so many good references, but the movie doesn't rely on the references. It adds them. It adds to the movie. When you hear the sonic music or you see the credit sequence that is done in 16-bit Sega Genesis style, including Eggman fighting Sonic with a wrecking ball, including the music, it is nothing short of amazing. The references are very much akin to and remind me of the Disney Afternoon references in the DuckTales reboot show, which I covered on this podcast not too long ago. They are there, but they are not a detriment. They are there. They are like a great addition to the movie. But they don't need to be there. But they don't take away from it either. They don't stop the movie to have them. They are quick. They are seamless. And they fit right in. They are winks and nods that we all appreciate. But, you know, they they don't, like, stop the movie to go, Oh my gosh, this song! Have I heard it before? Hmm. Or, look at the Sonic meme! Look at the Sonic meme, it's the Sonic meme, you know the Sonic meme? No, instead they do it very quickly and do it incredibly well, adding to the movie and not taking away from it. Just like the jokes, just like the characters, everything in this movie just fits. Is this a perfect movie? No, not really. It's got plot lines that we've seen before and have heard before and moments that we've definitely seen in other family movies, but a movie that has a solid foundation and is still memorable, I think is great. To be honest, when you see a movie like with a liar revealed plot, you can probably name five, ten movies that have someone who's lying, who needs to tell everyone, you know, their secret or own up or you know, is going to get caught, and then people are going to be like, oh no, I knew this person was a liar, I couldn't believe them, my favorite being a Goofy movie, Goofy movie is a perfect movie, don't try to bait me on that, but we've seen that, but just because we've seen the plot line doesn't mean that the characters can't be engaging, the writing can't be memorable, and it can't be fun. And that is the best way to describe this movie. It is fun from start to finish. Does it have moments that make me go, uh, yeah, of course. Not every joke hits. Not every moment hits. Sonic flosses. But that joke wasn't for me. But if somebody finds it funny, good for them. The fact that there are references to the games, somebody might see Sonic and might not understand that. Somebody might have not picked up the game, but rather be seeing Sonic because their family members want to. But, you know, 
if they get a laugh out of Sonic doing something wacky that I go like, eh, typical family movie, and they enjoy that, that's great. And that's the best way to describe Sonic. It's a good family movie full of Easter eggs for longtime fans. This is arguably one of, if not the best video game movie ever. For me personally, it's the first Wreck-It Ralph. If Wreck-It Ralph is allowed to be counted, I mean, there are Fix-It Felix mini machines for sale, and they did make actual Fix-It Felix machines for the movie, and had tons of cameos from, you know, all sorts of video games. I'll have to talk about Wreck-It Ralph at some point, and it's very disappointing sequel, but that can wait. Oh, it can wait. That being said, this is a fun family movie that is a great time from start to finish. It's funny, Jim Carrey does amazing, every actor uh, alongside Sonic does amazing. Sonic is funny, he has these fun moments, there's heartfelt moments in the movie, and it's really great. There are quick jokes that land really quickly that you might not catch the first time, but they are really good and then the dialogue is just super great and that's the best way to describe this movie i think it's great i personally enjoy it even even the parts that i've seen a million times in other family movies this movie's awesome the gaming references the setup for other movies the the references in the credits the music the references to the memes This movie is a great movie in general, but also a fantastic movie for fans of the Blue Blur. So, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Homecoming Hero, and Late Night Sprites is a blog and podcast combo where I make one episode a week um, and one post a week minimum. Sometimes I do more. Like this week, for example, this is a bonus post. My last episode was on the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC, and I have more Sonic content for this podcast. You can find this podcast where most podcasts can be listened to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so on and so forth. Just look for Late Night Sprites. And at latenightsprites.blogspot.com, I am currently talking about Kirby. I looked at Triple Deluxe, I looked at Planet Robobot, I dived right in, and on top of all that, I'm going to be covering Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which I cannot wait to talk about. But there might be a bonus post over there too about another movie that I think is definitely worth your time. Hint, hint. That being said, I hope you have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you listen to this. Take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, stay safe out there, and thank you so much for listening. I will be back with more content soon. This is Homecoming Hero signing off. Take care.